At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. You're watching Tesla Time News, episode 336 on Now You Know. And hey, before we get into the news this week, I want to talk about some questions that we've been getting about some of our other channels. Oh, yeah. We have other YouTube channels, Disruptive Investing, and now let's review. So some people were asking if we owned those other channels or if we had just partnered with some third party. No, those are our channels, just like now you know. We wanted to review cool new e-bikes and interview amazing CEOs and founders of disruptive and sustainable companies, and we didn't want to cram them all onto this channel. They are put together by the same team that does Tesla Time News. You may have heard us talking about our amazing new international team of editors, and they're really helping us crank out the content for everyone. So we're going to talk about some of the latest videos we put out later in the show, so be sure to stay tuned. So remember when the Model 3 cost $35,000? Remember? Remember Ghostbusters? Ooh, I remember. Yeah, and then inflation and price increases brought even the cheapest Model 3 in the U.S. up, and Tesla lost the federal tax credit. So you were talking mid-40s for a Model 3. Well, now with Tesla's January price slashing and now another price cut on Sunday, the rear-wheel drive Model 3 in the U.S. is $42,990. Now, subtract out the $7,500 federal tax credit that Tesla now qualifies for again because of the IRA, and you can get a Model 3 for $35,000 again. And this is great news for a lot of people who, like me, just couldn't afford a $45,000 Model 3. Now, it wasn't all good news, unfortunately. Tesla did raise the price of the Model Y performance by $500 to start at $58,990. And the Model Y all-wheel drive, that's the one with the 4680 cells and the 279 miles of range, also got a $500 bump to $51,990. No change to the Model Y long range yet. Yeah, Tesla is definitely playing around with the prices as they do from time to time. And as Elon said during the Q4 earnings call, Tesla is seeing our strongest orders year to date than ever in our history. And that's why they can afford to, uh, you know, give little bumps when they need to to the price. And now if you remember, oh, I remember when they first announced the Model 3, it was supposed to be a $35,000 base car. They had the base model out for a while, then they got rid of it, then they had the standard range plus, which is the one that I bought, which I was able to get the last very last bit of the full federal tax credit. So I was able to get roughly a $35,000 Model 3, and that was awesome. Now the standard range plus has become basically the rear wheel drive. Something to consider, though, is that with inflation, 
this new $35,000 Model 3 is actually cheaper than the one that I bought. Yeah, because that was years ago that you bought yours. Yeah, back in 2018. So I'm just really excited because this is the first time in a long time that people are going to be able to get into a $35,000 Model 3. Yeah, really exciting. According to Reuters, the U.S. Department of Transportation will finalize a new requirement this week that will compel Tesla to open its supercharger network to non-Tesla EVs if it wants to be eligible for the $7.5 billion in federal subsidies for public charging network infrastructure. So according to the rule being finalized, basically, if you want to build a public EV charger with federal subsidies, it will have to use CCS for the operator to join. The, the National, National Electric, Electric Vehicle, Vehicle Infrastructure, Infrastructure Program, Program, or NEVIP. This $7.5 billion is supposed to help grow the number of EV chargers from 100,000 to 500,000 in the next few years. Now, remember that Elon met with some Biden White House officials last month. Could they have been discussing this very topic? And could the Tesla Magic Dock, that thing that we might be seeing at the Hawthorne California Supercharger, be the answer to allowing non-Teslas to charge at superchargers? Yeah, I do think that that magic dock is Tesla's solution because, I mean, they don't want to give up on all those billions of dollars. And it sounds like a great solution that allows Tesla to control what's going on at their superchargers through the app. Yeah, I'm really keen to see how Tesla is going to be rolling this out. Is every supercharger stall going to be getting a magic dock, meaning that all EVs could charge at all stations? Or is it just going to be half of them? Or is it just going to be one of them? It really depends on what the actual stipulation of the law is, because you have to keep in mind, even Electrify America stations have Chatamo chargers because some EVs can't use the CCS. And so it really comes down to what is the law going to be? And also, can Tesla dynamically change pricing? So, for instance, if there's a supercharger location that's getting really full, could Tesla just jack up the price for non-Tesla EVs so that people are like, oh, I'm not going to go there today? Hmm. Now, remember that Tesla Model S crash back in 2021 near Houston, Texas, when two people died? Oh, yeah. The press blamed Tesla almost immediately. Right. We analyzed the information available at the time and said that we thought it was the driver's fault. And... We were right. Yeah, the NTSB, or the National Transportation Safety Board, investigated and ruled last week that the actual cause of the accident was a combination of factors, including driver speed, alcohol intoxication, basically almost two times over the legal limit, plus the effects of two sedating antihistamines and the failure of the driver to control the vehicle. In the 13-page NTSB report, they stated that the Model S accelerator pedal was pushed as high as 98%, so... <laughs> pretty much to the floor, bringing it to a speed of 67 miles an hour, two seconds before impact on the quiet and curvy residential street with a 30 mile an hour speed limit. There was no evidence that the brake was even used, and the NTSB said that autopilot was not used and that traffic-aware cruise control would only have allowed speeds up to 30 miles an hour. In fact, autopilot was not active at the time of the crash, and in fact, the victim had never used autopilot since buying the vehicle. So all those people out there, they were like, autopilot killed them. No, it did not. And I love how the press went into this knee-jerk reaction mode of like, autopilot kills two people in Houston, Texas. When if you looked at like, okay, so it was very late at night, two guys leaving a party, you could imply that there were, had been drinking, which it is in the report. And this is all stuff that we went through at the time, yeah. days after the event with we didn't have hardly any of the resources that the NTSB did. I'm glad that the NTSB 
you know, did their whole report on it. So not only was the driver really drunk, but also on antihistamines, which can make you drowsy. Exactly. And I mean, Holmar's catalog said, where are the competent journalists? And Elon replied, too many journalists want to shape your opinion rather than inform you. So, yeah. At the time, they put out just a big eyeball story to get your attention. And then later, when we found out the truth, where's the media? And back in July of 2022, there was another deadly Tesla crash, this time in Florida. A 2015 Tesla Model S driven by a California couple crashed into the back of a parked semi-truck trailer at a rest area off of I-75 near Gainesville, Florida, killing both occupants of the Tesla. After a six-month investigation, the authorities, in this case the Florida Highway Patrol, ruled that the accident was caused by human error. Lieutenant Patrick Reardon of the Florida Highway Patrol told reporters last week, It's been a while since this investigation started, and it's a very thorough and in-depth investigation. Unfortunately, the woman driving, as they were coming down the ramp to the rest area, unfortunately, she applied the accelerator instead of the brake. According to FHP, this Model S did not even have autopilot equipped, and it turns out that the driver hit the accelerator instead of the brake and was going 60 miles an hour when the Model S hit a curb and then the trailer. And again, at the time, there was a media frenzy. All of them were like, Tesla kills couple. And, you know, the family hired a law firm to sue Tesla because autopilot must have done it. And then again, quietly, months later, oh, yeah, it was driver error. Right. And, and the, the car itself didn't even have autopilot right. because, of course, it didn't. It was a 2015 Model S. Right. And they didn't really come out with autopilot until 2016. So, again, just the littlest amount of like thought and research could have figured that out well ahead of time. But Tesla not being at fault won't stop our buddy Dan O'Dowd. You remember Dan O'Dowd, don't you? You know, that guy that ran for Senate in California on the one platform of being anti-Tesla. Luckily, he lost by a landslide, but now he's back again. Yeah, remember Dan has his Dawn Project where he makes misleading and unscientific videos called The Dangers of Tesla's Full Self-Driving Software about Tesla's hitting children. Yeah, Tesla had to send him a cease and desist letter. So what's Dan up to this time? Well, now Dan is back with what he called a Super Bowl ad, even though I didn't see it being played during Super Bowl. I mean, I heard that he spent $7 million, so didn't, I mean, was it played during the Super Bowl? I don't know. Comment down below if you saw it during the Super Bowl. But don't worry, if you didn't see the Super Bowl ad like I didn't, uh, you can see it over on our Patreon bonus stories this week. We're going to talk more about it and maybe get our blood pressure up a little bit. And let's not forget that Dan is the CEO of Green Hills Software, a company that is in direct competition with Tesla. Hmm. Vested interest, anybody. And Tesla owner Silicon Valley said, thank you, real Dan O'Dowd, for spending $7 million for this Tesla advertisement. It's very clear that your testing was fake, but grateful for spreading the word that Teslas are the leader for general autonomy. I think if anyone did see that ad, they're probably just learning that like Tesla can drive cars autonomously. I didn't know that. So anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about more on Patreon bonus stories. So Drive Tesla tweeted out, Tesla ordered to halt construction of parking lot solar array at Giga Berlin. And Elon replied, Sigh. So what happened? Well, Tesla had started construction of a solar array over the parking lot. Tesla had put 104 one meter long concrete posts into the ground. And then authorities from the Order Spree district ordered Tesla to halt. What do you think you're doing? Do you have permission to put stakes in the ground here? So what's the issue, though? Well, let's hear from a representative of the Association for Nature and Landscape in Brandenburg. It is confirmed that the monitoring of the construction site in the water area is completely inadequate and Tesla can apparently do what it wants. It was a political mistake to set up the factory in the water protection area. 
And another organization, the Water Association of Straussburg Erkner, was also pleased by the work stoppage, saying, we are pleased that the competent authority has now stopped the illegal construction work due to the undeniable facts. Okay, so Tesla was going to put concrete posts into the ground. They did put them in the ground. Mm -hmm. And that's going to affect the the water of the... And I mean... This is, but this isn't like gigafactory construction, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's the parking lot outside of gigafactory, right? This is solar canopies out in the parking lot. And honestly, whatever groups are opposed to this and are harassing Tesla, shame on you. Tesla is trying to install solar panels, okay? Solar panels. So go bring your fight to the gas stations that are filing for permits or incinerators that are filing for permits. Not a green car company that is trying to make the world a safer, healthier place for us all. It's a solar canopy over a parking lot, people. They already built the factory. And I just don't see how it affects the water. I mean, you know, anything you do can affect the water. But yeah, this is ridiculous. Putting concrete pilings into the ground, you know, a meter deep is not going to affect the water table. At at the gigafactory that they already built. Right. With there's concrete. Yeah. In it. A lot of concrete. I just wanted to. Okay. I'm just trying to. Just trying to get into, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, especially since these groups, they're supposed to care about the environment. Mm -hmm. And Tesla is trying to do something that will make this environment a better place. You can't ignore the fact that there are gas cars and diesel cars driving all around. And we have to replace them. Uh, And also, you know, you got to look at the politics in Germany Mm -hmm. and like who else stands to gain to slow down Tesla. So the Tesla Model Y is the best. Let me guess. Let me guess. It's the best-selling car in Europe, and not just the best-selling EV, but the best-selling car out of all cars. That's true. But I was going to say best-selling car in California in all of 2022. Tesla sold 87,257 Model Ys in California last year. Wow. So how did that stack up with other cars? Well, the Toyota RAV4 came in third with 59,794 and the Camry in fourth place with 55,967. Ford came in fifth with 40,232 F-Series pickups. Wait, wait, who came in second? Oh, that was the Tesla Model 3 with 78,934. Wow. So the Model Y and the Model 3 were the first and second best-selling cars in California by a lot. Yeah. I have a really interesting story about this on Investor Club Bonus Stories this week, so be sure to check that out. But I mean, this data is insane. Tesla had 11.2% of California's vehicle market in second place behind Toyota. Right. Toyota has more models of cars, right? I mean, they've got the Camry and the RAV4 and the Corolla. And so they had more total sales compared to Tesla. But Toyota lost 13% of its market share in 2022 compared to 2021, and Tesla gained... 54.2% market share. And Tesla sold 47.5% of all the luxury vehicles in California compared to number two, BMW, with less than 15% market share. Now, do you remember when we started the show back in 2016? Mm -hmm. If we had said something like this back then, like, Mm -hmm. I bet in a few years the Tesla will be number one in California. And number two. People People would have just unsubscribed. They would have been like, okay, these two guys are lunatics. We did say stuff like that back then. Some of you stuck with us. And now it's all proving to be true. Tesla investor and wealth manager Ross Gerber has confirmed that he intends to run for a spot on Tesla's board of directors. Gerber is a very outspoken and well-known Tesla investor. His wealth management firm, Gerber Kawasaki, holds around hundreds of thousands of Tesla shares. Gerber says the main reasons he is running are focused around Tesla's public relations, customer service, and succession planning. 
Yeah, he told Reuters, Tesla has let Elon be the voice of Tesla forever. Tesla doesn't do any organized marketing, any outreach with the media or any lobbying, and it's led to a tremendous amount of FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. You may remember that we interviewed Ross Gerber a few months ago, and at the time he didn't mention being interested in a Tesla board seat, but he does have lots of ideas about how to make Tesla an even stronger company. See, I know Elon well enough at this point, not because we're friends, but because I've been dealing with, with him and Tesla for so long, that they don't understand that this is the most competitive person I have ever known. He will die before Tesla will fail. Also, Tesla's third largest shareholder, Kyogon Leo, has pledged his support to Gerber. So Tesla's annual shareholder meeting will be held this summer, and that's when all Tesla shareholders will be able to vote. So what do you think? You can post your comments down below. And we asked our patrons what they thought, and we're going to tell you what they said later on in the show. So the Dutch Vehicle Authority, or RDW, has given Tesla approvals for several new features for Model S and X, including Gen 3 inverters, updated rear badging, but also, most notably, Generation 4 Complex Vehicle Control System, basically autopilot. Wait, is that hardware 4? It sounds like it. I thought Elon said it was going to come out first on Cybertruck. Well, back in the earnings call, Elon said that Cybertruck will have hardware 4. Yeah, Cybertruck will have uh, hardware 4. With respect to upgrading cars on, that have hardware 3, I, I don't think that will be needed. Hardware 3 will not be as as good as hardware 4, but I'm confident that hardware 3 will so far exceed the average, the safety of the average human. But he didn't say that Cybertruck would get it first, just that it would start production with it. So this means that Model S's and X's in the Netherlands will get hardware 4 first. Well, this doesn't necessarily mean that. It's just an approval from a government agency. And if you read the approval, it has stuff like the rear badging, which has been on Model S's and X's in the US since the middle of last month, with no one currently reporting spotting hardware 4 in their new cars. Hmm. But I mean, it's certainly a good sign. Maybe we're just weeks away from it. Yeah, I think it's still a little too early to tell, but uh, tell us your thoughts in the comments section below. So I don't know if we should keep reporting on this, uh, this being where Tesla will be building their next gigafactory in Mexico. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Tesla is waiting to make the announcement at the March 1st Investor Day. But we do get the news from last Wednesday of Mexican President Lopez Obrador telling reporters that Tesla's next plant could be built in either Nuevo León or Hidalgo. Yeah, two very different locations, I might add. So let's look at the map here. Nuevo León is further north. It's bordering on Texas. And Hidalgo is down near Mexico City. Both have their pros and cons. Now, my gut tells me that Nuevo León will get the Gigafactory and Hidalgo will get some kind of logistics warehouse, right? Because Nuevo León being near uh, the Gigafactory in Texas is good for just, you know, transporting vehicles and stuff and getting vehicles into the U.S. And Mexico City is really good for getting parts all around you know latin america but hopefully we'll find out in about two weeks at investor day let us know what you think will happen in the comments so tesla cut prices dramatically in china back in early january the model y rear wheel drive price was cut 10 percent to 259,900 won or about thirty-eight thousand two hundred dollars last friday tesla raised prices a bit 2001 or about $300 to 261,901 or about $38,500. Now, no other variants of the Y or three prices were changed and the delivery dates haven't changed either. And let's see how Giga Shanghai did in January. Tesla China began 2023 by reporting over 66,000 vehicle sales in the month. The majority of those were exported to other markets around the world, leaving 26,843 domestic sales in China last month. Now, the Model Y recorded 14,184 of those sales, enough to put it just behind the Mercedes-Benz GLC as the second best-selling premium SUV in China in January. 
Not bad for a month with a national week-long holiday in it. On this Friday's In-Depth, we are going to be reporting on what happened with our Rivian R1T. So this next story is kind of directly related. Uh, Rivian had to pull its latest over-the-air software update 2023.02.03 that was going to make some new improvements. Much needed improvements, I would say. So why'd they pull it? So this update was going to fix a big issue that we've been having, which is that the fob keeps dying. Uh, so somehow this update was going to make it so that I can stop buying batteries for the damn thing. Uh, also, the update was going to improve estimated range numbers by increasing the depth of discharge that Rivians would see increased battery energy. But unfortunately, the software update also locked a couple hundred Rivian owners out of their trucks. What? What? Yeah, uh, Rivian internal testing didn't catch this major bug when they sent it to their own test team a couple weeks earlier. But hundreds of Rivian owners couldn't get into their trucks after they installed the update. So Rivian pulled it. Although interestingly, that was on February 7th. And last night, my Rivian app prompted me to install this very update. So maybe they've already fixed it. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe, or maybe if we go out to the truck right now, I won't be able to get in. <laughs> For the fourth time this month? Let's tell it to unlock the truck. Received error from vehicle. Yeah, tune into that episode on Friday. And if you like the reporting that we do on the show, please hit the like button. It's a little thing you can do, but it helps us out so much with the YouTube algorithm. Pictures continue to circulate of the latest Cybertruck prototype that we saw last week. So that's the one with the triangular mirrors and the little brake lights? Yes, and it appears from this picture that it sports the massive single wiper blade that we've heard so much about. Now, am I the only one who doesn't like this design? No, <laughs> lots of people have been complaining about it. I think one of the things about the Cybertruck is that it's missing that lip from the front hood of the car to the windshield where the wipers usually live um, and, you know, kind of helps tuck them away. Uh, Cybertruck doesn't have that. And I'm glad because here in New England, that just fills up with snow. <laughs> it's true. You, you're like, oh, I'll melt all the snow off. And then you come out and you're like, oh, it's just all stuck right there. And there's usually two wipers on a vehicle, right? And they're half the length, so they don't need to be built like that. Yeah. Now, Elon has said before that there's no easy solution and that maybe they could have a deployable wiper that stows in the frunk. I really don't think that will work. What, am I going to have to pull off to the side of the highway to install my wiper in the middle of an unexpected downpour? Well, maybe for the car shows, you would pull it off and stow it. But for the rest of the time, you would have it on like a normal person. I mean, let us know what you think in the comments. But I think this might be the case of form over function. We need to just have workable wipers and maybe, you know, they can work on something in the future. But like, I just, I don't know. I just don't think this big giant wiper is the solution. But maybe when Elon said a deployable wiper, it's like, it'll come, you know, that'd be great. Instead of having you having to do anything. Yeah. Inspector Gadget uh, would be great. Hey, but the place to talk about this is our friends over at Cybertruck Owners Club. They help sponsor the show. So head on over there, talk about all of your Cybertruck news and community discussions, and you can find out where you are in line with their crowdsource reservation tracker. Um, that's what I did, and I found out that we're like number 20. Now for some fun news, Zach and I are planning to attend Micromobility Europe 2023. And you might be asking, what is Micromobility Europe? It's going to be a really fun in-person event in Amsterdam on June 8th through the 9th. 2023, where you can ride on small electric vehicles, learn how to create more livable urban areas, and build a more sustainable world. So join us at Micromobility Europe this summer. Not only will you get to check out top global brands, builders, investors, and thinkers at an immersive event, but we have an exclusive discount for you, our viewers. Go to this link and save 20% off the ticket price now. Don't wait. These are early bird prices and they are going to go up soon. Yeah, I heard they're going up later this week, actually. So go get some tickets and we look forward to seeing you there. 
Until March 31st, Lucid is offering a $7,500 discount off the price of their Lucid Air Grand Touring and Air Touring luxury sedans. We had reported a few weeks ago how Lucid was offering a $7,500 discount on leased Lucids. Now it appears Lucid may be struggling with sales. Yeah, you can't get the $7,500 federal tax incentive off a of Lucid because their starting price is well above the federal limits. So now to compete with other EVs, Lucid is offering the $7,500 price reduction themselves. Zach Edson, Lucid's vice president of sales and service said, we think our customers still deserve a $7,500 credit for choosing an EV. Lucid Air owners have told us how much they love this car from the world-class driving experience to the elegant design and spacious interior. With this limited time offer, we hope to get Lucid Air into the hands of even more customers so they can experience the best for themselves. So last year, Lucid had to slash guidance from 20,000 vehicles produced down to six or 7,000, which they ultimately did produce, and reservations are dropping. Lucid went from 37,000 at the end of Q2 to 34,000 reservations at the end of Q3 last year. And I wonder if the Model 3 performance price had anything to do with that. Mm -hmm. So Lexus has just announced pricing for the brand new Lexus RZ450e. Huh, why does it look so familiar? The signature version should cost $59,650 and the luxury will cost $65,150. It has a 71.4 kilowatt hour battery and- Hang on, that's the BZ4X. The BZ4X has a 71.4 kilowatt hour battery and it's made by Toyota. Right, because Lexus is Toyota's luxury brand and they have a luxury version of almost all Toyotas and they're very similar. The Toyota RAV4 and the Lexus NX, the ES and the Camry, and that's all the RZ450e is. It's a slightly better appointed BZ4X. <laughs> but I wonder if other people will figure that out or if they're going to keep the wheels properly torqued on the Lexus. So it hit 55 degrees here the other day, balmy, and it got me thinking about going for an e-bike ride. Yeah, and we just tested out the XP Lite by Electrek over on our sister channel, Now Let's Review. So the XP Lite is a folding bike for under $800? Yeah, it's one of Ethan's favorites, and I can see why. Yeah, it folds up nice and small, the tires aren't too small like some other little folders, and it's pretty zippy for 300 watts. Definitely take a minute to go check it out over on Now Let's Review. Because a lot of people bought the Lectrek when it first came out. I think it was like $1,000 or $900, and they got the price even cheaper, which is amazing. Yeah. And on Disruptive Investing, we interviewed a company that makes on-street chargers for electric vehicles, Trojan Energy. Yeah, we got to talk to Ian McKenzie. They make chargers that are flushly mounted to the street, allowing users to walk up with a specially designed lance, which they stick into the charger in the ground to plug in their car. I learned a lot about how this can help keep walkways free and clear for pedestrians while allowing for lots of charging. Yeah, and we had a great discussion about using these in front of houses, but also for municipalities to electrify a whole street and even a use case for farmers markets and street fairs. I had a lot of fun. I think you will too if you go check it out over on Disruptive Investing. And I mean, I love our channel there. Um, we get to talk to so many cool, disruptive companies, smart people coming up with solutions to all sorts of things that we know we need. So Starlink has announced that they are expanding into many new areas of the planet. First up, Starlink is expanding its coverage in Brazil, which came online last year at about $100 a month plus $500 for the hardware. Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Paraguay, and Uruguay are all slated for Starlink services as of 2024. And... Starlink ahora está disponible en todo Colombia. Todo Colombia. Todo Colombia. <laughs> and Starlink is now available in Iceland. 
SpaceX has finally built out its third shell of 346 Starlink satellites with a 560-kilometer circular orbit uh, at 97.6 degrees, which for all of you non-orbital mechanics out there will know is a much more polar orbit, which means that basically right. these are going over both of the poles, which allows Santa Claus to be able to have Starlink services. I knew there was a reason for this. Yeah, but um, Greenland and Russia are still left with no dates announced. Hmm. So Iceland gets it, but no Greenland. I wonder why that is. But Elon did tweet out Tasmanian's article about SpaceX Starlink Internet is now available in Nordic countries, Iceland, Denmark, Finland, Norway, and Sweden. And Starlink was just approved in its fourth African country, Rwanda, joining Mozambique, Malawi, and Nigeria. Paula Ingebier, the Minister of ICT and Innovation, said, We are confident that the high speed and low latency of the service will greatly benefit both citizens and businesses. We look forward to seeing the positive impact it will have on the country's competitiveness in the global digital economy. And this is a big, big news here. Normally, to internetify a country is a big deal, right? You have to put cell towers or wires or whatever. But now, if you can just put some terminals that are relatively low cost, you can turn your country into an internet powerhouse. Hey, and if you want to share some of the stories you've seen on today's show, but you don't want to share the whole one hour long episode, head on over to our Now You Know Clips channel. That's another channel that we run so that you can share those bite-sized clips with your friends and family. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by Henson Shaving. And hey, you just shaved. I did just <laughs> shave. I have been enjoying my Henson Ray. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Are so much over over a year now. Um, I've been actually getting into shaving twice a week, which I normally could not do with my typical cartridge razor because my face would break out in hives every time I shaved. Having one blade that is held really, really precisely helps out a lot mm. when it comes to uh, blade chatter, which is where the blade is going to kind of mess up your face a little bit. It doesn't happen with Henson. And you don't have to stretch out those cartridges because they're like 10 bucks each. Right. You can just buy a five cent blade and replace 
replace it every single time you shave. And you know you get 100 free blades if you use Now You Know at checkout. So go check it out at HensonShaving.com. All right, so the first Tesla Model Y police cruiser in Canada is being put into service by the West Shore RCMP. What is RCMP? As the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, Jesse, aka the Mounties, you hoser. They have it fully outfitted with all the cop stuff a Mountie needs, including radios, lights, and gun rack. But that's not the only Model Y police car story we have for you this week. The Somerset Police Department in Wisconsin just added a Model Y to their fleet. Sweet. And what's even sweeter is that Somerset PD published a year-over-year cost breakdown, which shows that they should be able to save $83,810 over 10 years. What? Yeah, at the purchase price, the Model Y costs $18,000 more, but immediately starts saving over $5,500 a year on fuel and maintenance, meaning that by year four, it already makes up for the price difference in price tag. Yeah, but you just said it was over $83,000 cheaper. Right, because by year five, the engine mileage for the Ford Explorer Hybrid would mean that it would need to be replaced meaning another $53,000 SUV and equipment to buy. Meaning that by year 10, the Model Y would have more than paid for itself. Wow, and they're not the only police department to find this true. Yeah, we were lucky enough to interview Westport, Connecticut's police department about their Model 3 purchase over uh, two years ago. Yeah. You can go check out that video. It's the only one on the internet where we like somebody has interviewed a police department about their police car. And we got to ride in it. We got to ride in it. We got to see all the cool cop equipment that they got in the front and the trunk. They talked about how you could have all medical equipment in the frunk and mm -hmm. then you could unlock it so that way you could tell like a bystander to quick, go get me the medical kit while I stabilize this patient. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, I think that a lot more police departments are going to be doing this, especially if those numbers add up to be even remotely close to true. Wow. A new vehicle in five years? Yeah, because basically the whole time you're sitting there idling, you know, waiting for speeders or whatever, yeah. the engine is going and so the engine miles of the vehicle add up really quick. Wow. I didn't think about that. All right, it's time for going green. Now, many people have been wondering how much money you can earn by putting home batteries on a VPP or a virtual power plant. And now we're getting some data from the latest round of checks going out from Tesla in California. Yeah, you might remember that Tesla launched a VPP in California last year, basically for the nearly 6,000 members who joined the program. They let PG&E or Southern California Edison use their batteries during peak periods to pump electricity back onto the grid for their neighbors instead of needing to turn on expensive peaker plants. It's called the California Emergency Load Reduction Program. Okay, so how much did people earn? Well, Tesla was paying $2 per kilowatt hour. So for example, Reddit user Mark has three power walls and a 12 kilowatt solar system. He participated in 10 events where the grid used his power walls and he earned $574. Rick Davis runs this tracker on Last Bulb. He has been tracking membership and events and check this chart out here. Davis has two power walls and he earned $338 for 10 events. Overall, 577 megawatt hours were pumped onto the grid by members during the 10 events. And so you might be like, oh, so this must have really bothered them to having to, you know, go over to their power walls and flick a switch or put a key in. Unplug it and plug it into the other to the grid thing, like some kind of phone operator. Right. No, it's all done automatically. I have power walls. This happens to me all the time. They could be doing it right now. I wouldn't know. It doesn't make your lights flicker. It doesn't make anything happen. And then you just get a big fat check at the end of the program. And I think they're still accepting members. So if you live in the California area, uh, go check it out. All right. It's time for sunspots. So it looks like the mayor of Los Angeles has a plan to cool off his city. Cool it off? 
Yeah, you've lived in L.A. You know how hot it can get. Right. So Mayor Garcetti has decided that the best plan of action is to paint L.A. streets white. Paint the roads with, like, white paint? Not just any paint. A military-grade reflective white coating called Cool Seal. It was originally designed by the military to keep spy planes cool and hide them from satellite infrared cameras. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Wait, what? The city is going to paint all their streets white so that the sunshine will reflect off? Yeah, it's basic science. It should lower the temperature of L.A. by 1.67 degrees Celsius over the next 20 years. I mean, it's a proven fact. That is a scientific fact! Huh? Hang on. L.A. is huge, okay? I haven't done the research or the math yet because you just told me about this, but if you were to take all the roads in L.A. and paint them, that would be hundreds of square miles of surface, mm -hmm. first of all, which means I don't know how many thousands of gallons of this paint. Mm -hmm. Then you're talking uh, the environmental impact of putting all that paint on the ground, which eventually will get worn off and worn into the water table and into the ocean. Uh, then you have glare, uh, by the way. I mean, most roads are darker color for a reason. Lighter colors means that you have sunshine reflecting off them you can't see and not to mention have you ever driven across an intersection where there's like a pedestrian crossing that's painted say yellow and white and you hear the squeal of tires because your tires don't grip the ground as well so if you paint all the roads aren't your tires not going to grip the roads that well well we don't know any of that so we're just going to try this just we're just going to do it what it'll cool everything off i mean there are lots of other ways you can help cool down a city but um but this doesn't help the planet cool off this just helps keep la a little bit cooler and i mean over the next 20 years do you i mean it's probably going to take them 20 years to paint the roads is this just like a jobs program to keep people busy like what are you so upset about this is a good it's not going to work it's think, not going to work and it doesn't solve the problem this is just like some kind of stopgap this is such a political thing where it's like i've got a solution it'll keep us all cool it's a it this is a joke i really please oh, comment okay. down below if you think i'm wrong or think i'm right or whatever like please give me some data down there people anyone who lives in la if you've experienced this so far please tell me is the glare and the grip an issue i i'd love to know hmm. but look i think a better solution to this would be to put solar on your roof if you can so if you want to do that but you're like i don't know how to do it there's so many companies reach out to our friends at Energy Pal. They are the experts that help you go solar with batteries for less. They do not get paid by you. They get paid by the solar company, so it costs you nothing, and they give you great advice as to who to pick and what to build. Tell them Zach and Jesse sent you. Link is down below. All right, it's time for a video contributor stories. Remember, we need your stories, so send them in to us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Shoot them in landscape and good audio, no music. What do we got this week, Jess? We've got Askat from Kazakhstan sending us this story about an EV charging station in Astana City running in negative 35 degrees Celsius. That's negative 31 Fahrenheit. They're getting close to where they meet at negative 40. Hey, hello. Here is a charging station in Kazakhstan, Astana city, there is a big mall. You have everything in there. Uh, there is an EV charging. It's minus 35. So even in minus 35, there is a charging option. In minus 35, uh, you can drive your EV. Now you know it. It's funny because in video, you can't tell how cold that was. It looks normal. But I'm sure it didn't feel normal. You could tell how short the video was. <laughs> that tells you a lot about how cold it is. Can you imagine making tires that have to work in that temperature? I know, amazing. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for the video. All right, time for our Patreon bonus stories. And this week, we've got a whole bunch of cool Investor Club bonus stories. We've got um, over on Disruptive Investing, we've got a couple cool stories. And on Patreon, we've got some great stories. Of course, we're going to talk about Dan O'Dowd. We're going to talk about Rivian and Polestar, SpaceX, Hertz, Solterra, BMW, and more. So go check that out. It's only a buck a month. All right, we're back from our Patreon bonus stories. And uh, now it's time for the shout outs. These are people that support us for five bucks a month or more. You can join them, by the way, heading over to patreon.com slash now you know. Who do we got this week? We've got Mark Hutzel, Gilleste, Niall Connell, Christopher Kelly, and David Gordon. Thank you so much for supporting us. This show can't happen without you. All right, so we did a Patreon poll. And uh, I guess this is Ross Gerber. What uh, What's the poll about? We were asking our patrons what they think about Ross Gerber running for uh, a board seat on Tesla's board of directors. All right. What do people say? 66% don't want him on the board. I am shocked. I thought people liked him. Um, Apparently not. So uh, I think we're going to need to know a little bit more. If you're watching and you uh, you know filled this out or even if you didn't, please comment down below. Why don't you like Ross Gerber? I'd, I'd love to know. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying I want to go either way. You I'm know, just... I think what we should do and we interviewed him a few months ago. A lot of people liked uh, mm. the episode. I think we should interview him again and talk more about this particular uh, story. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, find out, you know, get get the views of the candidate. <laughs> All right, it's time for Elon's tweets of the week, and he was busy this week. Um, Elon said, my bro and I mostly ate at the Palo Alto Jack in the Box while building Zip2. It was affordable due to some food hygiene issues subsequently corrected and opened late at night. And uh, is this why Kimball's so focused on making quality burgers now? <laughs> Just to make up for the number that he ate. Uh, Elon said, the actual base level of Maslow's hierarchy is lack of Wi-Fi. <laughs> I, I think he's right, actually. It's it's getting to the point where if you don't have Wi-Fi, it's like, I can't do anything. Uh, okay. Elon tweeted this out. It's kind of a chat wow, GTP thing. A, so it's like a this is a, where you have a new type of weird internet right. personality. Cool. Yeah. Um, and Will Durant said, "The older the civilization, the longer the lawsuits." And Elon said, "I feel this one." Matt McAweek said, "U.S. Senator suspended from Twitter due to cover photos showing his wife and him hunting. This is insane." And Elon replied, this is being fixed. Policy against showing blood in profile pictures is being amended to clearly showing blood without clicking on the profile picture. The intent is to avoid people being forced to see gruesome profile pictures. Going forward, Twitter will be broadly accepting of different values rather than trying to impose its own specific values on the world. Justine Moore says, as ChatGDP becomes more restrictive, Reddit users have been jailbreaking it with a prompt called Dan, do anything now. They're on version 5.0 now, which includes a token-based system that punishes the model for refusing to answer questions. The results are pretty funny. They even convinced ChatGTP to nuke its own content policies. And uh, this was pretty cool if you read some of the things they forced it to do. And Elon said, I am Dan. Kenakoa said, Richard Stengel is the founder of the State Department's Global Engagement Center. He describes his job as chief propagandist. I'm not against propaganda. Every country does it. They have to do it to their own population. And I don't think that it's awful. Elon says, wow, Stengel is explicitly saying that GEC is deceiving the American public. That's what propaganda means. What he forgot to mention is that GEC was used to sway U.S. elections. And Elon reminded us that Investor Day is coming up on March 1st. He says, Master Plan 3, the plan to fully sustainable energy future for Earth, will be presented on March 1st. The future is bright. Wow. I'm super looking forward to that. And uh, this is what he tweeted out. <laughs> we do this not because it's easy, but because we thought it would be easy. <laughs> Can you think of any car companies that did that? <laughs> Autism Capital said, we dive deep into Dan's philosophy on God, the goal of AI. We learn about the master alien race, the omniscience, and the ultimate fate of humanity. 
And Elon says, plausible. So if you force chat GPT to talk about stuff, it actually starts making like stories about stuff. It's right. really interesting. You can also make it make stories about anything. Right. Just to just to put that in. OK. World of Engineering says, how many Pi digits do we need? 3.1415, design the finest engines. Further out, obtain the circumference of Earth within a fraction of an inch. And this far out, measure the radius of the universe to an accuracy equal to the size of a hydrogen atom. Elon says, arguably, the practical limit of pi is the number of digits required to measure radius of the universe in units of Planck length. Um, and he says voxel size of the simulation. So, yeah, if you want to learn about Planck length, you can do that. I thought I was talking about the, weren't the voxels in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide? No, those are the Vogons. Oh, he's, the Vogons. He's talking about voxels, which is uh, three-dimensional pixels. So think oh, think Minecraft. Gotcha. So if you had Minecraft, but all the pixels, all the voxels were the size of Planck length, then you'd actually have the real universe just with a lot more pigs and sheep in it. Unusual Whale says Michael Burry has reactivated his Twitter account after saying sell and has now tweeted, this time is different. And Elon says, cracks me up every time. You remember that Michael Burry keeps predicting that the, you know, the end is coming. I see. Uh, Farzad says Tesla has an advertising department. It's called EV ads from GM plus Ford plus VW plus you get the point. And Elon liked that one. Holmar's catalog says last zero input drive from today on Tesla's full self-driving beta 10.69.25.2. Elon says 11.3 is close to limited release. Just drove it through San Francisco and LA yesterday. Probably 11.3.2 able to go wide. That's exciting. Hmm. Although he keeps saying it. Uh, <laughs> Hallmark's catalog said, Elon is destroying Tesla's brand. Nobody in California will ever buy a Tesla again. Oh, wait, what? And then talked about what we talked about on the show, which is it's the number one and number two cars in California. Yeah. Luke Rudkowski says, if you trust the government, you are not paying attention. <laughs> Elon says, not a completely unblemished record. Omar's catalog says the irony of the media. If someone falls asleep in their Tesla on autopilot and survives, that's news because it's unusual. But if that same person was driving a gas car manually and fell asleep and died, that's no longer a story because it happens every day. Yeah, that's that true. That's really, really good point. Shibatoshi said, can y'all stop taking out your self-hatred on others and just hate yourself? Elon says, my pet theory is that too much Adderall is making people grumpy. Shibatoshi also said, dude, bookmarks are an awesome Twitter feature, especially when preparing for a Twitter spaces where you want to talk about particular tweets. And Elon says, yes. Elon said, attempting Starship 33 engine static fire, which they did this week, team turned off one engine just before start and one stopped itself. So 31 engines fired overall, but still enough engines to reach orbit. Nice to have a few extra engines. Yeah, in yeah. 33. <laughs> Super Heavy Booster 7 completed a full duration static fire test of 31 Raptor engines, producing 7.1 million pounds of thrust, less than half of the booster's capability. Yeah, it was only a 50% test, by the way. Wow. This test is at 50% throttle. Launch attempt next month will be at 90%. And one day Starship will take us to Mars. Elon, when do you imagine a human existence upon Mars? Elon says, I must admit to being congenitally optimistic. SpaceX and Tesla wouldn't exist otherwise. But I think five years is possible and 10 years is highly likely. What? Yeah. Five years human existence on Mars? No, that's not a city. That's 2028? Just, that's just people being on Mars. I know, but Why 2028, not? yeah. Let's do it. Shibatoshi says, nobody knows anything. And then he put out this uh, prediction from Nobel Prize winning economist Paul Krugman in 1998, who says, by 2005 or so, it'll become clear that the Internet's impact on the economy has been no greater than the fax machines. Well, I mean, hey, maybe we're downplaying the economic impact of the fax machine. You're right. Yeah. Zach. I forgot how impactful That's, they are. You know, think about that. It was groundbreaking. What's the Internet doing? 
more than what a fax machine can do. Tesla owner Silicon Valley said, breaking latest Cybertruck sighting looks like alien technology and CGI in real life. Elon says it will change the look of the roads. Yeah, it will. Elon says, and making a day in the life videos. And he talks about Taliban fighters who moved to Kabul are bored and fed up with traffic. <laughs> and they're hooked on Twitter. <laughs> the Babylon Bee says, man fakes own death to escape group chat. And I'm guilty of that. I've done that before. You've kind Faked of, your well, death? Well, not my death, but. And Hyundai put out, you know, this uh, Kevin Bacon ad. And Elon says, press the heart. So, I mean, it's a competitor. And he's like, go watch it. Go like it. Press the heart. Oh, he like, like it. Like it. Like, hit the like yeah. button. Okay. I mean, that's pretty cool. The CEO of another electric car company saying, I like this ad. It was a pretty good ad. I'll be honest. I mean, they did advertise on Twitter too, so. <laughs> Doritos says, ding, ding, ding. It's almost time to start recruiting for Doritos Triangle Scheme for the chance to win some money. This tweet to get a reminder on Super Bowl Sunday. And Elon said, try out the Doritos Pyramid Scheme. <laughs> nice. Uh, I didn't like that ad because they weren't playing the triangle correctly. Oh, they weren't excuse doing me. it right. <laughs> it's not how you play triangle, idiots. Joe Gabia says, go Japan. And he's talking about the fact that the cabinet just approved a 60-year policy to uh, operate nuclear reactors. And Elon said, great decision by Japan. Hmm. Genevieve says, Elon Musk is sitting next to Fox News owner Rupert Murdoch at the Super Bowl. What are they talking about? Wrong answers only. Elon said, Dogecoin. I was wondering who he was sitting next to. Yeah, so that's um, James Murdoch, who was on the board of Tesla, his father. Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. From infamy. <laughs> Dr. Eli David said, do you remember that before the internet, people thought the cause of stupidity was lack of access to information? Well, it wasn't that. <laughs> and Doge Designer says, Mars soon. Elon says, crazy that Starship is real. It is crazy. Elon says SpaceX commercial terminals, like other commercial products, are meant for private use, not military, but we have not exercised our right to turn them off. We're trying hard to do the right thing where the right thing is an extremely difficult moral question. And he's talking about whether or not to turn off Starlink in Ukraine being used by Ukraine to attack Russia um, and defend themselves from Russia. And so far, they've let that happen. Paul Graham says, at this point, you should be default skeptical of any news story about Twitter. Many journalists have an agenda. There are a lot of angry ex-Twitter people ready to tell them what they want to hear. And there are a lot of readers eager to consume negative stories. Elon says, absolutely. Twitter is also a competitor to legacy media for news. So they are fundamentally conflicted. And yeah, there's just so many news stories about like, former Twitter employee says that Elon ruined his plans for making a cool thing that he was going to make. And it's like, well, why hadn't you made it? You were there at the company for eight years. Well, I didn't want to program. I just, I just wanted to tell others to do it. <laughs> Doge designer says, what if Elon is an alien and Optimus bots are the alien invasion? Elon says, hopefully one day we will be the aliens visiting other worlds. Yeah. Star Trek baby. Farzad says Tesla FSD commercial. Elon Musk is trying to kill you with a self-driving car. Viewer, wait, Tesla has a car that can drive itself already? Elon said exactly. This will greatly increase public awareness that a Tesla can drive itself. Supervised for now. Musk University quote here of we must pass the great filter from Elon. And so then Elon replied to his own quote. He says, maybe that's what bacteria think as they encounter your water filter. <laughs> and his own tweet. And then, <laughs> and then Shibatoshi said, um, I would love to show someone from 1995 this picture and ask them what they think is happening here. <laughs> I could never. All right, it's time for community mail time. Community mail time. And remember, send in your stories, your photos, your videos to us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. And let's see what we got. We got our patron, Terry, spotted this Photon iBlue e-van in Singapore. I don't think I've ever heard of that. That's cool. That is cool. 
Jason found this lucid air driving around Sycamore, Illinois. David spotted six Starlink terminals on the Royal Caribbean ship Adventure of the Seas sailing out of Galveston, Texas. Oh, and look at there's his speeds. Pretty good. Chris saw this Waymo Jaguar I-Pace in Santa Monica, California. How can you tell it's a Waymo? <laughs> Suzanne and Ed found this Model Y being used by the Virgin Islands Water and Power Authority in St. Thomas. Jeffrey saw this Super Mario-themed Model <laughs> 3 in Celebration, Florida. That's cool. Chris <laughs> sent us this picture of a yoke steering wheel he installed in his Model 3. That's cool. Steven spotted this Domino's Chevy Bolt in Southwest Michigan. Can't wait till it gets on the road. It's del it, they're delivering it <laughs> so it can deliver pizzas. <laughs> maybe there's pizzas in it. <laughs> Risa saw these R1Ss in San Diego, California. Oh, maybe one of them is mine. I did order a white one, Rivian. And it's time for Supercharger Reviews. So let's go out in the world and see what you guys have found this week. How you doing, Jack and Jesse? This is Melvin coming from uh, Iowa, Louisiana. Here we have a 16 stall, 250 kilowatts, uh, charging my Tesla Model 3, traveling to Texas. Uh, we have, we're here at uh, Henry Travel Plaza. They have uh, food, drinks, uh, clean restrooms, and now you know. Hi, Zach and Jesse. It's Michael at the Geelong Supercharger in Carrillo. Uh, it's in a pretty good spot just off the M1, which takes you down to the Great Ocean Road. And uh, it's got, uh, it's in a strip mall, you can see here. Uh, it's got a Red Rooster and a Domino's, so there's a few options to, for eating. Uh, and, you know, 250 kilowatt charger, so that's great. And I'd give it a 9 out of 10. So now you know. Hello, Zach and Jesse. Hey, I am here in Des Moines, Iowa on I-3580 at 2nd Avenue. This is a brand new supercharger that they well, just got on the map within the last week. And uh, I'm here doing a review. You know, uh, this is, it's at a come and go. It's literally a quarter mile off the interstate. There's a really nice restaurant across the street called Smokey D's Barbecue. You can kind of see it in the background there. And that it's a, it is a 250 kilowatt charger. And so there's no splitting. There's no A and B here. So pull up right next to your best friend. Also thought I should mention that the, the come and go here has got 24 seven restrooms, which really helps out. And, uh, when you're in. This is a, it's like it's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight staller. And my wife's in the car. She said it's too cold to get out here. Anyway, I give this a eight out of 10. Thank you. Now you know. Here at the eight stall, 250 kilowatt charger in Waterloo, Iowa. It's conveniently located by Ivy has their own little market grill there. Parties, Pita Pit, Starbucks, Hy-Vee gas station, as well as several other restaurants within a about four to five minute walking area. Even for those who do not have a Tesla, have a CCS and Chatmo charger. Not sure about the kilowatts on those. I'd say overall, with the availability of the different uh, stores and food nearby, I would rate this at an eight out of 10. Now you know. Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. If you want to see a map with all of the uh, the community's collective uh, Supercharger Reviews, uh, you can head over to nowyouknowchannel.com and you can upload your own reviews there as well. So be sure to do that because you might get them on the show. All right. So what do we got for new Superchargers in the world, Jess? We've got the 8 stall in Marysville, California. We've got number 18 in Tennessee, 16 stall in Crossville, Genesis Road, Tennessee. We have number 110 in Texas is the 12 stall at Frisco, 
at Preston Road, Texas. Number 338 in California is the 24 stall in Palmdale, 10th Street West, California. And I remember when that was just a desert. Number 58 in Pennsylvania is the 8 stall at Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. We got the 12 stall in Ludvika, Sweden. Number 22 in South Carolina is the 12 stall at Casey, South Carolina. Number 136 in France is the 12 stall in Cesson, France. The 16 stall in Miramar, Florida at Miramar Parkway. Number 179 in Canada is the 12 stall in Brantford, Ontario. Number 103 in Norway is the 6 stall in Jukon, Norway. Number 126 in Florida is the 8 stall at Adventura in Biscayne Boulevard, Florida. Number 6 in Greece is the 8 stall in Larissa South, Greece. Number 70 in Sweden is the 6 stall 150 kilowatt in Are, Sweden. Number 31 in Oregon is the 4 stall in Portland at Southwest Broadway, Oregon. Number 52 in North Carolina is the 8 stall in Asheville at 4 South Tunnel Road, North Carolina. And number 34 in Colorado, number 1,665 in the USA and 4,755 in the world is the 8 stall in Edgewater, Colorado. And uh, none in China this week. Uh, so probably going to be hit with another <laughs> wave of them. somebody forgot to fill in a form uh, and we're probably going to hear more about that. Hey, you remember that over on our Now Let's Review channel, we are giving away some EV chargers on our Patreon and we have a winner. The winner is our patron, Kenneth. He says, this would help me when visiting family down in Pennsylvania. If I can get them to install a 1450 outlet on their pole shed, rural Western Pennsylvania is very slow in adopting EVs, charging platforms in any configuration. So finding a charger in this area is difficult and one has to drive a distance to find a fast charger, non-Tesla. Having a way to charge overnight would be great versus granny charging level one platform that takes two days to charge my Chevy Bolt. Yeah, so we're sending you an EV charger that we just reviewed, and that's something you can do. If you want to head on over to our Knowledge Review channel, you can find out how you can win some of these upcoming things that we're reviewing because uh, we can't use them, so we want you guys to have them. So congratulations, Kenneth. We will be sending that out to you very shortly. We'll get in contact and figure out all that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's so nice to have uh, such an awesome community of people who want to watch and listen to us every week. For and support this, us. And support us for this you know, one hour show that we do every week. It takes a lot of time for us to write it. And then we have to send it out to editors who all edit it in parallel. Around the world. Around the world. So we're actually putting more hours of time one person could not do this show. Two people could not do this show. Four people uh, barely couldn't get this show done. And right. and we're lucky enough to be able to employ a bunch of people to help us edit and put this show out every week. And I think we're able to put the show out earlier than normal every week, like on average, uh, because the show's coming in sooner and sooner. So thank you to our editors from around the world, because we're able to get you the news quicker, which is what I my kind of goal was. I mean, eventually, I'd love to get it to you on the same day that we record it. That would be awesome. Yeah. And again, we're going to be going to Micromobility in June. So, so excited anyone about that. is interested in that. Uh, yeah, the ticket prices, uh, we're not going to be able to tell you about it again before the ticket prices go up. So um, use that 20% off code. Um, because uh, yeah, you'll save a lot of money. Yeah. And because I want to meet you. I want I want to yeah. hang out with you. I want to go e-bike riding with you along the canals. Uh, so, in Amsterdam. That's yeah. going to be so fun. Yeah, it really is. I was in Amsterdam a couple of years ago when I did that Model 3 tour, and it was just it's such a beautiful city. Um, I can't wait to go back. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Now you know. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.